The Chicago Bulls suffer a loss to the Detroit Pistons despite Zach Levine scoring 51 points in the game. We're going to talk about what what went into that loss for the Chicago Bulls and why the troubles may continue for this team. We're also going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Aaron Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform you choose to do so. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And the Bulls suck. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to say that or to really ease it. The Bulls suck. Um, the Bulls, despite having one win on the season, have played three of the absolute most atrocious games that I've seen uh, this team, for this version of the team play. And that's saying a lot, right? Um, so, you know, the Bulls definitely have the things that they need to tighten up. But look, looking coming into this game, Zach Levine, who there was some doubt if he was going to play in this game, ends up playing despite the back injury. And he comes right out the gate and scoring 19 points in the first quarter of this game. Didn't score in the second quarter, but he scored in both the third and fourth quarters as well, getting a total of 51 points. And on top of that, when you look at the Chicago Bulls, the only players that really sco- scored for the Bulls, despite the, the result on the game, were Zach and DeMar and Vooch. Zach with 51, DeMar with 21, and Vooch with 12. Other than that, we didn't have another single player score over five points on the team. Both Kobe White and Patrick Williams going scoreless in this game. Patrick Williams only playing 21 minutes. He actually checks in the game again the last minute or so in, in garbage time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, nobody can score. And that has been an ongoing problem with the Chicago Bulls, the team that while I know they, a lot of people were focused on how much better the Chicago Bulls defense was going to do. And we saw and heard Zach Levine and DeMar and head coach Billy Donovan really talk about changing the shot profile, which to their credit, the shot profile has changed, but we just have not shot well or effective over the season as a whole. We're shooting almost 39% through, uh, as a team through three games so far. That is not going to cut it. That is not what's going to get it done, right? And then the the added three-point shooting wasn't really hugely a negative in this game against the Detroit Pistons. We did go 11 of 28 for 39%, which isn't amazing, but isn't horrible. Like, we've seen some 20% games from the Chicago Bulls to start off the season, but it just wasn't enough. The thing and the story that made this game and the thing that you're going to hear a lot of people talk about after this game is just the importance of off-ball moving because that the Detroit Pistons, for whatever it's worth, whatever they have on this team, these players move without the ball, and they got a lot of easy shots by doing so, right? And then also, the Detroit Pistons, just even every time, the Bulls who got the lead down in this game several times and were in positions to possibly take over the game, and it seemed like the momentum was starting to go in that way, every time that happened, the Detroit Pistons, they kicked it up, both defensively and offensively. They made tough shots, and they got the lead right back up to double digits after the fact. Um, This is going to be... A tough season for the Chicago Bulls if this is the way they continue. Zach Levine even saying after the game that they have to figure out how to make this work, saying that, yeah, he loves DeMar. DeMar is one of his best friends, but they got to figure out how to make this work. And that's something that Pat the designer said over on Locked on Bulls when we went live after the game, that it feels like this team almost understands and knows that it's over, but they're still fighting to hold on, right? And because they like each other, because, you know, the front office and continuity, but because head coach Billy Donovan, they're not going to move off that. Like, this just seems like a team that just doesn't have it. No type of edge. We've been talking about the lack of identity for this team for years now, and those are things that are just still holding true 
for this team. Defense in, in, in key possessions, you know, we don't get, like, we didn't get a lot of the 50-50 balls while we've seen moments and quarters and even halves, I would say, of this defense looking absolutely solid. Um, it just doesn't step up in the, in the best moments, right? And so, yeah, P-Will, Kobe going scoreless in this game are going to be big sticking points, especially Patrick Williams, as a lot of Bulls fans have gotten now to the point of saying it's time for Torrey Craig to get the start. And honestly, the ones that have that opinion, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards that way myself. It's, I understand it, right? Like, it, it the, the situation that P-Will has been in over his career is a unique mix of coaching and his own mentality. And I don't know what's going to unlock it if anything does, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, the, you know, credit to the Detroit Pistons. They played of a hell of a game. Uh, Thompson, uh, listen, that dude defensively is is going to be, could be one of the best wing defenders in the NBA when it's all said and done. The defense that he played in, on both Zach in some key possessions and on DeMar DeRozan throughout the game because he guarded DeMar primarily throughout the game, it just, man, you, 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 you just got to acknowledge it as a basketball guy, right, that that team has some young talent on it that, Hey, you give them a few years, heck, they may, they may pass the Bulls this year with how the Bulls are playing, but they got a lot of players that fight and, can, and contend on both sides of the ball, and that is going to be something that really helps that team as it goes forward. And Jalen Duran, boy, Jalen Duran out there tonight, man. Our last night, I should say, great game from Jalen, man. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, the Bulls now fall to 1-2 and two on the season. Uh, we do face the Indiana Pacers on Monday, so we're right back in game day then, one day off. And hopefully the Bulls are starting are going to start putting some better play together. Um, and when when you really look at so far for the Chicago Bulls, terrible shootings hurting them, no ball movement, uh, no consistent defense. Right, we have moments of looking really really good defensively, but that falls off, especially as the game gets tighter and closer. Right, we got outcoached and outworked last night. That just is what it is. Monty Williams outcoached Billy Donovan last night, uh, and it wasn't even close. And that is something that we're going to have to continue watching for the Chicago Bulls team as well. So, like, when, when people ask, well, what can the Bulls do to start turning this around? I'll tell you this. If you don't start moving without, that's the first thing. Moving without the ball creates easy lanes, easy buckets, even for your perimeter shooters because you're creating angles that then the defenders have to play. We stand around so much and just watch other players play that I, nothing can truly change about this offense as far as effectiveness until we change that because that allows the defense to set in on you when you're not moving without the ball. And then at that point, it's hard to move the ball. So we got we to gotta tighten that up. That's one thing that I think could drastically help change the way that this Chicago Bulls offense looks. And, and one of the biggest concerns as well. And, you know, sometimes, well, now I can understand, especially with players being reluctant to shoot and us not shooting well, but uh, one of the things we said on the season, right, when the going gets tough, are the Chicago Bulls going to go back to isolation basketball? And that's how it's been. So, you know, it, it, the Bulls got a lot of things they got to look at themselves internally and ask what the hell they trying to do. And until they do that, they're going to always be kind of team by teams that are well coached and players that just outwork them. They're always going to be susceptible to that. Right. Especially when you don't do the things that should be fundamentals in the game of basketball at this point in time. So. The Bulls got a lot of things they need to work on. Consistent defense, figuring out a rhythm, uh, the, the your turn, my turn thing ain't working. Play as an actual team, right? Be better coach. Like, I, Billy Donovan, I'll, I'll give it to him. He called timeouts right at this game. He used challenges well in the game before that. But Billy Donovan ain't done really much, nothing so far this season. And we got to have that increase and, and, and um, get better for the Chicago Bulls. So there's a lot ahead of them, man. Um, there's 79 games still left in the NBA season, so they got time to turn it around, but they got to start showing flashes of how they're going to turn it around for me to be confident in that. And as of right now, 
We ain't seen much of that, those type of flashes. So that's definitely a problem, and let's hope that it's one that starts solving itself. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the uh, mailbag for today. It's, it's Sunday, so you know what that means. It's mailbag day. This first voicemail, this one's from Stead. What's up? How you doing? Hey, my name's Steady, real name Kellyon, but uh, I'm a first-time caller. Been listening since the off-season this year. I love the show, by the way. Uh, a few things I want to talk about. First thing I want to say, man, Coach Billy Donovan, man, he, bro just got to go. He's not, I ain't going to say he's a bad coach, but he's just not the right. I feel like he's not the right coach for this team. His style of play or doesn't fit our player and whatnot. I don't, I believe the players don't even believe in the, his system, you know, whatnot. I would love to see like a, a Doc Rivers or a Mike D'Antoni or something like that, but that's neither here or there. Uh, second thing I want to say is Tory Craig, man, I like, I liked his play from last night. I didn't see a lot of it because I was busy doing other things. But with the glimpses that I did get to see, man, he played very well, really played good. And um, <clears throat> I think he should probably start over P. Will. You know, P. Will just ain't really – he ain't been picking it up. He ain't really got that, that dog in him like that. Story, on the other hand, he does. I feel like he should start over P. Will. The only way I wouldn't start Tory is if he just plays better off the bench versus starting. But we don't. We don't know that yet, you know, so he has to, I feel like he should start a couple games. We're still early in the season. We're very early, but just give me your, uh, your take on that, man. Tory starting over P. Will, and do you think the players are even responding to Billy Donovan, or do you even think they even believe in his system, his style of play? Billy Donovan must go. I wish that the Chicago Bulls front office ownership group felt that way, but I don't think they do, as Billy Donovan still has an extension he signed last offseason that doesn't even kick in until this upcoming summer. So um, keep in mind with coaches, if you fire them early, you still got to pay them their all their money throughout the length of the contract, and we already know Jerry Reinsdorf ain't trying to. Now, I'm not saying that they won't fire him while he still has time left on his contract, but I'd be able to better guess that if I knew how long. We still don't know how much or how long he signed for. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. Um, as far as Tory Craig should start, um, that that train is gonna get, you know, uh, it, it's gonna get uh, more and more people aborted every time because at the end of the day, um, I think that when you see the lack of consistency from P. Will, um, it, it it it's 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 palpable, right? You feel it. Like Tory Craig passes the the eye test, right? He's always doing something on the court, always moving around, always going to help defense, right? Always going to weak side defense, always being around the, the 50-50 balls, right? Those are things uh, uh, Torrey Craig passes the eye test with that, and he's just active. P-Will doesn't always pass that eye test. Sometimes you forget P-Will's out there, so you can expect to pe- a lot more people to jump aboard that train as far as the, the, the Torrey Craig should start, and we'll see if Billy Donovan does make a change on Monday, which we, we know Billy Donovan isn't against making changes game to game. As, well, as far as with the lineup, because he did that last season, as far as changes within the game, we still, jury's still out on that one. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from 8 Live. What's up, hey? This is 8 Live, man. Friday night was epic. Your call on the um, Zach to goddamn Caruso for the last shot, boy, your ass went crazy. That's what's up. Man, this is this dude named Carcino that be on YouTube. I want y'all to look into it. He uh made a video saying this is the most corrupt game in NBA history. And he, I guess he didn't care about that 71-point Donovan Mitchell, the basketball that we had to go through last year, all them other games we got corrupted out of last year. But anyway, I call in and say good good win for Bulls. You know, I've been a, been a Kobe representative for years. I'm loving him starting. He's making us look like a young team. You know, I don't want to say really young, but I guess what y'all say is – uh. You know, a team of now or whatever, man. Kobe's been doing a good job, and everybody else been cool. 
Um, Patrick Williams, decent, but that boy, uh, Craig, man, he looking like a real good starter, but it's all good. Go Bulls, man. See red we on this Detroit tonight for sure. Oh man, um, lots to say there from Eight Lives. Um, I'm, listen, I do believe P. Will is he's working himself out of his position. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Listen, right? I said it coming into the season. I needed P. Will to play so good that it's not a question on who should be the starting power forward. That's how well I need him to play. It's not just about scoring points, but doing all the in-between stuff. And that just hasn't happened. So, listen, it, there is absolutely a chance that Torrey Craig could eventually take over that starting uh, power forward role. And that could be as soon as next game. But I think ultimately when it comes down to it, um, we got to start asking ourselves the fact of how, what, do we, what do we need to do with P. Will? As far as, like, a permanent benching, not just, hey, you bench for a couple of games, you show us some things, and then you can come back. P. Will may, the Bulls in the next offseason may need to look at a starting power forward, or maybe Julian Phillips is that. I, I do think that Julian Phillips could potentially at some point pass up Patrick Williams. And, that, and again, that's just based off the flashes I've seen from Julian, and it seems like he has the mindset for it as well, but we'll end up seeing, man. I just, there's so much potential in Patrick Williams that it just sucks that we're still now four years in still talking about the potential of P. Will and not what's just what's out there what's seeable what we see him doing game in and game out that sucks you want better from the team right um but you know hopefully with the player development staff things like that we start seeing better overall um but yeah there's a lot of things that you know that suck from the last game it just is what it is um, and this team got got to go back to the drawing board. They got to figure some things out, and let's hope that they can figure it out before the end part of the season. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Colin. What's up, hey? Uh, I'm Colin. Wanted to call in after this game against the Raptors and kind of say what I'm thinking. We need to we need a change and what we need to do because even though we got the win, even though you know we we came back and there was good. Uh, Demar had a good fourth quarter, and all around it was a better fourth quarter than the third quarter. But things need to change, man. We, I mean, <clears throat> Zach Levine turnovers. Zach Levine didn't show up yesterday, and th- it's just it, it's ridiculous. I mean, we give this guy whatever he wants, and he and he just can't show up, and he just keeps turning over the ball, and and, and it's and it's just <clears throat> it's just not good, man. We got. I'm I'm kind of happy at the fact that Zach yesterday at least wasn't shooting the ball like crazy to where. He was taking threes out of nowhere, or taking logo threes for no reason. But it's it's really just the turnovers for Levine. And I mean, there was two, two situations I was at the game and I, I saw. I mean, Patrick Williams yelling at Zach Levine on who to go and guard in like the game time like, during the fourth quarter. And it's like, how can you not know what to do? You need you need to you need to know this stuff. And I mean, I I, I don't like Vooch taking threes and not being in the post. In the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, Vooch is sitting at the three-point line. Like, I, I don't see why that – what that does for anyone 
and even though we did come out with the win and everything and I was excited, I was happy, it's just these things, you, we just got to wake up. The whole team's got to wake up. DeRozan, the first three quarters of the game was sleeping, man. He, it wasn't doing anything. And it's just like he was sitting at the he was sitting at the corner of the three-point line, and it's like he finally wakes up in the fourth quarter, and we can't get away with this every single game. We can't get away with getting three chances. With uh, There was multiple chances with uh, – there was a – foul and one with the Rosen. There was multiple and then he misses the free throws. And then there's a goaltending call. Got called back, but still we we keep we kept getting these chances and you know it, it, it can't get like this. You can't get to a point where you have to depend on some crazy chance that we can get a foul off to win the game. It, it you need to win these games in a good fashion. And I mean that's all I gotta say. I mean I, I kinda ranting but at the same time I am glad we got the win. Go Bulls. Hopefully we can do this. We can do a little bit better with the Pistons today. Um, and yeah. Patrick Williams yelling at, at Levine in the fourth quarter defense. Listen, I'm glad. Hey, if that's what Patrick Williams is doing, I'm glad. that I didn't notice it, but hey, I'm glad that he did do that. Because listen, somebody, some, you have to be able to hold each other accountable. Now, people also need to, need to scream at P. Will about a few things. But a lot of the things you touch on, yeah, Vooch does need to be in the post more. That is where he's dangerous at our inability to get the ball to Vooch consistently is troubling. Now, I can understand a little bit more against Jalen Duren because, listen, uh, Duren was giving Vooch some work last night. And I just, even though I love Vooch, I got to I gotta be real on that one. So that's gonna those are going to be difficult type matchups for Nikola Vucevic. But overall, just how this offense runs, right? And and like I said, no no movement without the ball, no real accountability from coaching staff, um, no real adjustments from the coaching staff either. Like, it just, there's so much going wrong with this team all at the same time that that's why it's like, I know that they can pull out from this. I know that they can turn it around. We know that it's only three games in, but they haven't shown a single sign of that quite yet. And let's hope, let's hope that that changes. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Tim. Hi, Hayes. Um, long time viewer, first time calling in. My name's Tim. Uh, I'm sitting here after Zach drops 51 against the Pistons. I know they're the Pistons. I know they're young. But what the fuck? Like, I have to sit here and, like, defend my team from all the bullshit. I was a huge Pat Williams fan. I thought he had potential. But then I just I just see Zach Levine struggling to even make these shots. And then, like, just watching my team do nothing but stand there in the corner where, like, the only person trying to help him is Alex Caruso. We're fucking, like, DeMar just suffering. Like, I, I don't know if we should blow it up. Um, but things need to change, and I think we should fire Billy first. He needs to go. I, he came here. He did good. But, like, he's just not a good coach. At, at some point, originally, I would think, oh, we change a lot of personnel for this team, and we get a, we bring in these vets, and we bring, we bring in these vets and, like, cheap contract guys, and nothing changes. Nothing changes. So, at, at some point, there's only been three consistent factors, four consistent factors on this team, and it's been that, DeMar, Vooch, Three of the worst de- defensive people in pe- players in the league, and and like we have a top ten defense, I guess. Like sure, I guess. But uh, I'm watching these games and I'm just crying, like like dog. Like I said tears. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I, 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 oh my god. Bulls need to fire Billy Donovan. Um, while a lot of Bulls fans are gonna feel that way, and they're gonna, and they're valid for those feelings. We know that that's probably not something that's likely going to happen. Not this soon. Billy Donovan's probably going to be here for another two years, and that at the bare minimum. That's just me, like going off what extensions and how uh, we usually do coaching extensions and stuff. So we'll end up seeing, man. Um, 
when it comes down to it, the Bulls have a lot of problems. Now, some of it is on coaching and execution, and some of it is on the players. You, when you, I get it if your coach isn't coaching to, to moving without the ball, but that's also something players should just know. You shouldn't have to tell players that you're play, paying millions of dollars to play basketball professionally to say, hey, you need to move without the ball because it creates lanes. It stops. The, these, are the, these are the basics that people should know. So while there are issues with Levine and the shot attempts at some times, and you know, I, it's hard for me to critique a player after they score half, basically half of the Bulls' points, 51 out of 102 points, Like it's hard for, for that because he stepped up at a time where we absolutely needed it, at a time also where a lot of people thought he wouldn't even play in this game. So you know maybe that'll start, jumpstart his season, but there are a lot of things that this team needs to tighten up, little things um, in execution, shooting the ball better, and I think that that could help the team be in more games. Let's see if it comes, man. I hope it comes, Tim. Let's hope that it comes. All right, let's get into the last voicemail today. This one's from Keith. Yeah, what's that word, Hey, man? It's uh, Keith Murray Trench Coat, man. It's my first time calling. Been fucking with your show for a couple of years since you started this motherfucker. Doing a good-ass job, bro. Just want to tell you that. Get your flowers right there. But anyway, I just want to get into a couple of things. Um, number one, everybody needs to realize as long as we don't have no rim protection, no matter how good the perimeter defense might seem to be or be, once that first line of defense is broke at the rim, we really rarely stand a chance. So you're going to see a lot of things attacking us in the paint, just like Detroit did last night, just like Toronto was doing, just like a few of the teams did in the preseason. Um, you want to try to have faith with this team and shit, but, man, that shit ain't. Motherfuckers got to be for real with themselves, for real. This team ain't really going to do shit long as Billy the coach and as long as we're a small-ass team like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Because uh, I don't know if people realize teams ain't really winning with small ball like that no more. You got your exceptions in uh, GSW, but they like, you know, the blueprint for that shit. They know how to do that shit. Last three champions outside of GSW, all them teams was big. So people can stop expecting the Bulls to compete in that way, which I'm sure nobody is expecting, but we expect them to be more competitive than they are right now. And we just not going to be able to do that as long as we small, long as Billy the coach, and as long as the front office stop acting like, you know, they don't fucking realize what's going on with this thing because a blind man, Ray Charles, can see this shit. It's just not going to work the way they running it. Billy got to go. I believe we need a black coach in there. I'm just being honest. That could relate more to these guys, a younger coach as well. That, you know, I don't know, bring some fresh, new, innovative shit, man. Like, the league trending in a different direction, man, that we stuck, like, in the fucking 90s or something. I don't understand why guys don't move without the ball. I never understand that. But anyway, man, done the couple points I want to make. Probably call in with better uh, things to talk about the next time. But this is something that was on my mind. I want to call the show. Anyway, all right, tell me what you think. Bulls being attacked in the paint. Listen here, that's been... That and corner threes have been something that completely have plagued the Bulls since Billy Donovan took over the team, and maybe even before, if I'm being quite honest. I think we had some some corner three issues as well in, in Jim Boylan's defense. So it is what it is, man, at this point. Like, it sucks. Um, and this team, need until they decide to show more heart or make a change on the roster, it's going to be what it's going to be. Now, I'm not as far as the the next head coach. I'm not going to say I don't care if it's a black head. I don't I don't care. I just go out and get the right head coach. That's the thing, right? I do think maybe a younger coach or maybe just a coach that kind of understands and has more um, forward thinking when it comes to generating offense, things like that, could definitely help the Chicago Bulls. But like I've been saying for a while, I don't want to see the Bulls go after another big name head coach that's been around. I want them to go out and find a coach that could be the next great head coach. 
that's it. That's what I always think, too, when it, when I look at the Bulls going uh, in a different coaching direction. And hopefully they really do an extensive search and just find the guy that just has a scheme and that has the mentality that's going to build the culture that we could then say, hey, this coach is going to be here for eight to ten years, if not longer. I would love for the Chicago Bulls to have a coach like that. So let's hope that that's the case, man. I'm not disagreeing on really anything that you pointed out. The Bulls got some work to do. It's going to be tough. And we'll end up seeing how, how the grit and determination of this team, man. Somebody mentioned before, can they can they be doing some, some of the opposite of what they've done before? Start off struggling, finish strong. That's definitely a possibility, but I need to see it before I'm going to believe it. That's my thoughts. Thank you guys for joining another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-270. 2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.